Hump Day Wednesday experience called the Live at Five show after everything for the, at least five minutes wasn't working at all here in the studio. But we have an important person here. We see him each and every month. And once again, Jerry Manor from CECOM is back. Talk to Jerry uh, important stuff. Always important, Jerry. And not to mention, I'll add some anecdotes about Jerry's uh, broadcast career and his, uh, his prowess uh, in the uh, broadcast booth at the hockey rink of, of northern New York because... Uh, I'm always fascinated, as you know, Jerry, with your career oh, yeah. and, and uh, how you got started at CECOM. Uh, and, uh, you know, you just, again, today you are going to the After Hours event at, uh, I believe, the Adams Country Club. That is right correct. At, so, yeah. Which is important for you because as a business developer for CECOM Credit Union, you've been doing that for many, many years. Plus this stuff on the radio, you do the commercials for CECOM, you're excited about the new uh, uh, branch that they have uh, right outside, well, not outside, but it, here on out of Arsenal Street. Right. <clears throat> and and typically you come here, like I said, we talk about radio, but you always come here with healthy and helpful hints on how people, uh, to prevent people from getting ripped off. Well, you know, part of my job is financial literacy, and uh, I don't know if you knew this, Glenn, but mm -hmm. this is Financial Literacy Month, or actually it's been renamed this year by one of your favorite people, actually, President mm -hmm. Biden. Oh, I thought you were going to say Al Sharpton. Oh, we no, 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 no. <laughs> National yeah. Financial Capability Month. Why did they change that? I have no idea. It just was wasn't culturally. Uh, apparently uh, not. Yeah, well, so say that again. It's National what? Financial Capability Month. And what was it before? It was uh, well. Actually, it started out as um, Youth Financial Literacy Day. And then they extended it into a month. It became Financial Literacy Month. Okay. And then this year, it's National Financial Capability Month. Uh, okay. But right. the bottom line is, you know, part of my job, you mentioned the business development part and the mm -hmm. radio and all that. But mm -hmm. the other part is financial literacy. And I have the really great opportunity to go out and talk to people about this. Uh, actually, uh, over here in Watertown, I've been working with the Watertown Urban Mission for over a year, mm. doing presentations there for their clients and you know, just teaching them the basics, budgeting, you know, mm -hmm. saving, about credit, credit reports, credit scores, things like that. Right. And uh, right. it, it's really, it's great because a lot of people don't know this stuff. No, they don't. And they think they know it. Well, they think they do, or even they admit they don't. Right. And they make mistakes. But you know what they say, Glenn, knowledge is power. It is. It and is. and if you know this stuff, it can help. So uh -huh. that's why we're trying to get the word out. And you're helping me with well, that, and I, I appreciate I hope, it. I hope we are, and along, of course, with our, our radio stations, uh, 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 telling everyone that CECOM's a great place and so forth. The one thing, um, you know, I, 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 Dave Ramsey, as you know, radio guy, <laughs> Uh, from the, the mouth from the south, but he was on one of the uh, news uh, programs today. And we hear this all the time, Jerry, and how people that even at retirement age, baby boomers like myself and older, uh, have nothing in the bank. Yeah, that's, uh, that's a problem because things have changed. Now, you think back, yeah, I'm a baby boomer as well. And, you know, I live in the Messina area. And I remember back in the day, I call it back in the day when Messina was... Bustling. It was a boom town, yeah, it was. basically. basically sure. We had uh, the plants there. We had General Motors where we started. 
We had Alcoa. Alcoa is still there. Still but there. Instead of 6,000 employees, they have 600. Is that the difference? I didn't know it was yeah. that much. Oh, wow. yeah. Back well, in the heyday, there were that many people Jeepers. working there. And yeah. Reynolds Metals was there. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the, the problem is things are different now. And even if those companies were still there, the retirement systems are not the same. Mm-hmm. Back in those days, they had what was called a pension defined benefits plan, where in other words, you work so many years, 30 years or whatever, um, you would uh, make so much money when you retired monthly, mm-hmm. depending on how much you made and how long you worked. Right, sure. You know, so that was, you knew that was there, always there, plus the social security. Mm-hmm. Now there's a different type of retirement out there. Mm-hmm. It's called the defined contributions. Guess who has to make the contributions? The uh, the employer? A, no, the employee. The employee, yeah. yeah. Well, some match it, though. Some, some do, yeah. and that's good. But there's a lot of people out there, younger people, who don't take advantage of that. Right, right. Or you know, don't know about it. you have to put the money in to get the match. Right, right. So it's important to know these things, and part of your job as an employee is to save for retirement. Mm-hmm. Yes, Social Security is still there. Will it be there in the same form it is now? When the younger people are coming up, I don't know. Mm -hmm. I'm hopeful it is, Mm -hmm. but I don't know that. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people don't save, and they Mm -hmm. should. But the reason they don't save is because they have nothing left. Right, right. Yeah, exactly. So they need to make some changes there. And a lot of people I know don't even budget. No. You know, so there's yeah. a lot of things people And so many things. I, we, we teach kids a lot of things in school, but we don't seem to teach that, Jerry. That's well, you know, I, it seems kind of strange because that's something everybody needs to know how exactly. to do. Exactly, yeah. You know, it's just like driving. When I was in school, way, way back when, Mm -hmm. uh, we had driver's ed during the regular school year. Right, right. And everybody took it. Everybody, well, kind of learned how to drive. Right, right, yeah. I've got some great driver's ed stories I'm not going to share here. Were you an instructor? (laughs) No. Oh, okay. Just from your experience as a kid. At times, was the instructor's worst nightmare. Oh, really? (laughs) Wow. So you weren't a good beginner driver then? No, that wasn't it at all. Oh. We just liked to fool around. Oh. Oh, wow. Okay, so were you a rebel rouser in your Well, we used to have this, uh, where I went to high school, uh, we had this uh, simulator. Mm -hmm. And uh, we'd get on the simulator, my buddy and I, and we'd go as fast as it would go, then slam it in the park. Oh, jeepers. And I can hear the instructor now, hey, Manner, cut that out. You have bad manners. (laughs) He actually did say that. Wait a minute, you you had, what what was it called again? It was called a simulator. A simulator back in the day? Yeah. Oh, yeah, this is back in the 70s. Wow. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you'd sit at a little, it was the steering wheel, and you had all the controls, and that's where you learned before you went out and took your road class, where you actually went out and drove. Isn't that something? It was fun, though. That's pretty exciting. We didn't have that down in Queens. Well, you know, it's... Pontiac Tempest. Here's the deal, though. You didn't need to learn to drive as much in Queens because you have public transportation well, down there. Well, that's true. But, but, we, there, but yeah, but we did also, yeah, we eventually had to learn how to drive. But say you live in St. Lawrence County. Right. I mean, how huge is St. Lawrence oh, County? You need, you need a vehicle to get around. Don't they give licenses up there like age 11 or something? <laughs> no, we're still in New York <laughs> State. <laughs> yeah. 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 So what's the, what's the uh, what, what, what would you like to tell people today? I mean, we've well, been talking, but do you have anything? Basically, you know, thinking about financial capability yeah. month, and I use my air quotes for that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you want to take stock where you're at mm-hmm. financially. Are you where you want to be? Mm-hmm. Or do you think you need to make some changes? You know, take a look. You know, if you don't have a budget, start with a budget. You know, how much you owe. That's so important mm-hmm. to get getting a hold, getting a handle on debt. Right. Because debt kills people. Right. I mean, it's just, it's just crazy. Mm-hmm. So, you know, get a handle Know how much mm-hmm. that you owe on each account. Mm-hmm. Know what the interest rate is. 
you know, how much longer you're going to have to pay. Mm-hmm. And if your budget's not working for you, you're not able to save, then you've got to pay down some of that debt. Mm-hmm. Because here's the thing. Say you have a car loan and you finish paying off that car, you keep the car. All of a sudden, you got no loan. What does the normal person do? Spend the money, Spend right? Spend the money. Oh, wow, look, I have another $600 a month. There you go. Well, maybe you put half of that away right. in your savings account. So right. these are just little little things you can do. But start thinking about the future and what your goals are. Mm-hmm. Do you want to have to work until you're 80 years old? Probably right. not. No. But you may have to. You know, Do you know anybody who lives on just Social Security? Uh, I, I know of people that could yeah. be living on Social Security. Yeah, sure, it's, of course. It's, yeah, not, it's, a, not, it's easy. not No, it isn't. No. It's not a great life. I, I can't remember what the average amount is monthly, but it's not a lot. No, especially and now. Have you noticed prices? I've gone way up. Oh, yeah. Inflation yeah. in, is not good right now. Much much further beyond the cost of living and certainly beyond the cost of any one average, average person getting Social Security checks every month. Absolutely. And, and uh, a lot of stuff has been going on. We can't even park in the, uh, someone's driveway by mistake without getting shot at. Now, I know I'm <laughs> off the rails on that, but I just feel like we're, you know, finance, people like today, I was watching Fox and Friends, and they were at some diner somewhere, I forget, uh, Oklahoma. And for the most part, everyone would say the economy, the economy, inflation, that's what's on everyone's mind. Now, these are older people and whatnot, but I think a lot of younger people who don't have equity, who don't have ownership, who are still renting or, or don't have a, a, a pot to piss in, so to speak, uh, they're just not looking or listening to the gerrymanders of the world. Well, it's not just that. It's, it's sometimes we're not out there to be heard. You know, you talked about Dave Ramsey, and I, Dave and I don't see eye to eye on everything. Um, he does not believe in any debt at all. I believe debt is a tool. Interesting. I mean, how can you get a house, uh, unless you're wealthy, mm-hmm. without getting a mortgage? Right. You know, a car. Cars have gotten to be ridiculously expensive. Amazing. But it's the wise use of debt. Mm-hmm. Is, you know, college debt a good thing or a bad thing? It's mm-hmm. neither. It depends how you use it. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. Mm-hmm. You know, you go out and borrow sixty, eighty thousand dollars $80,000 a year to go to college for four years. You graduate with a degree in underwater basket weaving. Right. Chances are you're not going to get a job right. to pay that back. Good point. Yeah. You know, so you have to be strategic about everything. And of course, when you're 18 years old, it's kind of hard. It is hard. You yeah. know, so mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a matter of trying to educate everybody. And, uh, and the yeah. average person changes their profession or career anyway years after college is over. Well, that's right. I think it's uh, an average of seven times, seven different career changes for this past year's high school graduates. Wow. Whereas in the old days, people stayed at one company. Right. But like, that's because like of Like Alcoa. That's right. That's because of the retirement. Right, right. In other words, you had to stay there the 30 years to mm-hmm. get the retirement. Now there's not that's not there. Mm-hmm. I think only five percent of the private sector has that type of retirement anymore. Mm-hmm. But the good thing, and there is a good thing about the four hundred one k type, yeah. uh, the defined uh, contributions, sure. it's portable. How so? You can move it. Okay, gotcha. So in other words, you work as long as you're vested, and I think it's down to like five years or even less now. Mm-hmm. And anything you put in goes with you. Mm. So if you change jobs, you know. You're not going to lose your retirement, and that's why people are not so adverse to changing jobs. Right, right. That's, that's one of the reasons. Interesting. Very interesting. Yeah. But the days of watching your father, grandfather go through 10, 20, 30, 40 years or more at a company like Alcoa or the air break, uh, those days are long gone. The only place you're going to see that is with the government. That's true. Good point. You know, the, the, the public sector, 
they still have that type of retirement. But you might have noticed, uh, say, for instance, New York State retirement, mm-hmm. nowhere near as good as it used to be. No, God What no. are they up to, Tier 6? Uh, I just, and that's a, a pale shadow of Tier 1. And what, what what's the difference between a Tier 1 and Tier 6? Oh, it's uh, it's way more money if you're Tier 1. Mm. You don't didn't have to pay anything in. Right. There's a whole bunch of differences. Mm. And Tier 1 was way better. There aren't, aren't too many Tier 1ers left anymore. Is that why people as, don't retire in the state of New York? Is that Well, you know, uh, it depends on what job you have. Right, you right. know, like, for instance, if you're in law enforcement, right. they have a 20-year retirement at half pay. Mm. So is that, is that enough? <clears throat> right. You know, but, Open up a liquor store, security whatever. exchange company, whatever. You know, or, get a girlfriend. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm sorry, Don't Jerry. Don't get me in this, trouble, uh, Glenn. This is only a reflection of Glenn Curry and not any uh, given guest that comes into the Live at Five studio. Uh, but uh, And, of course, Jerry, of course, again, when it comes to banking, you always want someone who's on the up and up. And, Jerry, quite frankly, uh, you, 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 you fit all those qualifications. Well, I appreciate that, Glenn. And, uh, you know, as, as a, an employee of CECOM, we love Watertown. Mm-hmm. I mean, you folks have welcomed us with open arms. Mm-hmm. We love our new location up there in Route 3 across mm-hmm. from Town Center, and the folks are coming in, you good, know, and uh, we're real happy to be here. Mm-hmm. You know, we appreciate your support, um, well, allowing me to go on the well, airwaves well, with you. Jeepers creepers. So let me ask the question, in as far as them coming, are they, are they new to the area? Are they disenfranchised with their current banking institution? What's the reason? There's a variety of reasons, you know. Um, it depends. Sometimes we have better rates. Not mm-hmm. always, sometimes. Mm-hmm. Or sometimes it's the newness. Mm-hmm. Hey, we're going to check out that new place. Right, right. And plus, you Smells know, good. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> hopefully sometimes they listen to me when I go in and talk to them. Sure. And give us a try. You sure. know, that type of thing. Mm-hmm. But, you know, and again, here's the thing. You know, just because you want to take advantage of something at CECOM, that doesn't mean you have to stop wherever you're going. Mm-hmm. You know, you can you can be a member of more than one credit union. Sure. Or, or, or bank. Multiple banks. Yeah, that's right. You can do custom, you can be a customer of a bank. Mm-hmm. So uh, again, we're just trying to be part of the community. We're very community supportive. Mm-hmm. You know, we want to support uh, many of the different things that are important to people in Watertown and we continue to do that. So we we see branches like Community Bank closing somewhere, I don't know if it was New Bremen, somewhere in Lewis County, and it's not the first time, Jerry. Uh, you know, a branch will close here, there. And that said, Chameau has two banks, and there was a time where there was there wasn't a bank even close to uh, the town of Lyme. Does the CECOM look at those communities as opportunities to go in there? Or is it a different story? Well, it, it depends. You know, uh, the cost of a branch is a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, in order to maintain a branch, and nowadays with the electronic services online, uh, we have our mobile branch on the phone right. and our, we call it net teller mm-hmm. on the internet. You can do almost everything you can do at an actual branch. Interesting. Yeah. You know, but mm-hmm. the thing is people still on occasion want to talk to somebody in person. Older folks. Am I correct in that? Absolutely. Or is that a stereotype? But, and I don't think it is. But even younger folks. Yeah, do. sure. You sure. know, when you, when you're, you know, getting a mortgage now, you can apply for a mortgage online and do just about everything online. Mm-hmm. But, Mm-hmm. You still want to go in and talk to a person. I do, yeah. You know, and um, if you have a problem, you want to be able to come in and talk. And that's why we believe in the full service, mm-hmm. you know, full service branch. Mm-hmm. Well, they were talking to one uh, store owner at the one place. I can't remember. I know it was in Lewis County. And he relied on the banks to get changed. Yeah. You know, yeah. You know like, I, I, he has a general store there. So it, there's so many aspects, and it's, plus it's a meeting place, you know, so is a post office. But these are the parts of the routine that, that people, particularly older folks, 
insist on and they want to see a face to they talk do. to as opposed to doing things online and a lot of them aren't literate enough to do stuff on online either. well that's it uh, <laughs> some people are not comfortable right right and here's something kind of interesting though uh Oftentimes, doing things online is more secure than doing it. Is it really? Oh, yeah. Wow. Well, here's something hmm. that was old is new again. Mm-hmm. You ever heard of check washing? No, uh, you were talking about that earlier. Yeah. 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 What happens is, you know, the crook will steal your outgoing mail if you're writing a check to, say, the utility company mm-hmm. or your cable company or whatever. They'll steal the mail out of your mailbox if you're, you know, you put your mail in a mailbox, rural area or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then they take the check and they use a chemical to take the ink off and then write the check to wherever they want to write it to. Amazing. And I've heard that a couple of times. Yeah, that's, you know, and that used that was the old school fraud. They used to do that years and years ago. And then it kind of went away with all the new stuff. But you know, the crooks are, they're resilient and they just keep going after your money. So you got to be careful. This is an old method, but because of new technology and scanners, that's why they're getting away because the human eye isn't looking at it. That's right. So if That's a human, right. li- if I saw a check that obviously looked doctored, I would know something right. was up. And here's a little tip for you: mm-hmm. when you're writing a check, folks, and this is for all of you out there, use a gel pen. Interesting. Much harder to wash. Really? Yeah. Wow. See, now yeah. there's a there's a clue. There's, all right, what's a gel pen? Just curious. It's it's the kind of pen that has it's like gel ink. It it kind of sinks into the paper a little better. Would the same thing be like a uh, an exact not exact what are they called? Or if you were to you want to type like, your checks? Type your checks. That would be a good way, I guess. But they could probably <laughs> who, do. Who still has a typewriter? They, oh, I, this is very true. I, I, I so. But what, was the, what are the other ones? Sharpies. Could you use a sharpie? I've used sharpies before in a check. Yeah, I'm not sure if a sharpie might wash off pretty easily. It, really? Yeah. So I'm okay. not. I'm not sure about that. But, wow. Uh, again, this is something to consider. You might want to just bring your mail right to the post office. Right. 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 You know, or you might want to pay online. Mm-hmm. That's much more secure. Paying online. All these services, of course, are available at Seacom. Oh yes, absolutely. Uh, uh, all right. So you're you're heading down to the uh, Adams Country Club. I am, and that is and that's something that uh, is right up your wheelbarrow because that's where all the business people go, and uh, that's why you attend these after hours, that's correct? Event, which are done by the Chamber of Commerce. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Uh, in fact, uh, Watertown has a wonderful Chamber of Commerce. We really do. Yeah, yeah. you do. Yeah. It's 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 terrific. A lot. I've met a lot of great people there already, mm-hmm. and I want to give a big shout out to the Watertown Rotary Club too. Okay. I had lunch with those folks today, and you have a very, very strong Rotary Club here in Watertown. Oh, that's right. They're, do they still? Okay, they have the Rotary at Wednesdays at noon. Do they still have the Thursdays? Thursdays at like five thirty in the morning or something. That's there's two clubs in Watertown. That's, <laughs> right. That's the morning club. I go to the noon club, and that's at the Italian American Club. And right. oh. Is the food ever good there? And you can eat off the floor at the Italian restaurant. It's club. wonderful. They it look, is wonderful. You know, yeah. those Italians, they, they really know how to clean, keep the place clean. And they know how to cook. They know, well, we know that. Plus, well, anyway, I come from an Italian and Irish neighborhood. I always love the Italian ladies. I'm telling you. I'm just <laughs> partial. That's all I can say. So, Jerry, when people need to get a hold of you, or at any given time, or more information about our local branch, how can one do that? Well, of course, you can go to our website, ccom.org, ccom.org. Mm-hmm. Um, you can call me anytime, and I'll give you my cell phone number. It's mm-hmm. 315-250-0273. You have it already. I do. I do. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm always willing to talk to people. Uh, you can call our, our main number is 800 764 
0566. Uh, real quick, now that you, for the, this is the first, you, you opened what, four or five months ago now? Mm-hmm. Uh, they are on Ad Arsenal. Actually, we've been here longer. We were well, in, I'm yeah, sorry, in sorry. the United Neighbors spot on Carbone and, Brothers Plaza. And I noticed the union that you replaced, they replaced you there. The, yeah. But you, yeah, you, you fixed it up since. Yeah, absolutely right. You were there. But at your new location, and here's yeah. why I say this, Jerry, this is going to be your first spring and summer, and now a lot more traffic's going to yes. be going by. Yes, you. we're excited with about some, that. With Sackett's money flying by. Well, that is true. <laughs> that is true. So that's that's a great opportunity for the, I guess you could say, the uh, uh, the newbies to the area that have cabins and, and properties up there. And again, you know, people have relationships already. We understand that. Mm-hmm, uh, you mm-hmm. know, But give us a shot. Take mm-hmm. a look. See what we have. Mm-hmm. Come in and see our really great folks. Jess Roach is our manager here. She's terrific. We yes. have a terrific staff. Mm-hmm. And, you know, stop in, kick the tires, and... Uh, who knows? You might like what you see. An educated consumer is your best customer. Absolutely. Once they see the difference. Jerry Manor, thank you very much. Thank you, Jerry. Okay, I Glenn. Have to and have fun down there. Okay, Adams. thank you. All right, so we're going to do a break, and when we get back, we're going to be talking to our friend, uh, Joe, Attorney Joe Stanley. We'll be back right after this. Things are getting exciting at all the FX Caprera dealerships. It's Brooke Caprera. No matter- That's 315-658-2004. And see L.A. Quarry on Facebook. All right, let's, uh, let's go to the phones. I believe we have attorney Joe Stanley on the phone, and we do. How you doing, Joe? I'm good, Glenn. How are you? Good, good. I just got out of commercial break. Sorry for the delay. I did get your email, and I'm reading this uh, during the break. I read it earlier. Uh, power to the pedestrians. Uh, and this, based on data from over the, uh, the pond, Joe... Uh, and well-informed readers missed the interesting news about the special referendum in Paris. Local citizens voted overwhelmingly to ban rented e-scooters by almost like like 89 percent. The chaos and accidents caused by these motorized motorized excuse me menaces was too much for 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 the Parisians of Paris. Uh, and uh, I I can clearly see that now when, when you're talking about the uh, these motorized are these scooters, uh, uh, Joe? What what are we talking about here? Well, there's electric, there's gas, they're all different kinds of things. So, and, and also in, yeah. in, in Amsterdam, um, they they apparently they were successful. However, in planning for the future, that have conceded the city's website that certain parts of Amsterdam city uh, have become so congested that it's made matters worse. So, is, is is this something that you're encountering here in New York State, Joe? No, I think what the story is is talking about also is just pedestrians in general are having a whole, and people walking and biking are having terrible time with everything. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a, it's too many cars, too many motorcycles, too many everything. And I think that the, even a, even in Watertown, the statistics show that pedestrians and bike riders and people, you know, just not using a motorized vehicle. The number of accidents and injuries and deaths have gone up substantially over the last ten years. Yeah, so, I, yeah, no, I, I, I can see that, and I always worry about cars that go out of control and wind up on sidewalks where pedestrians are too, Joe. Well, you know, you're talking about now bikes are supposed to use the roadways, and cars don't like that. So, you know, and pedestrians are supposed to walk against traffic, but it's you know, again, drivers have a hard time. Sometimes finding and watching and seeing what's going on, you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. and uh, it's all part of the distracted driving problem. <clears throat> you know, people are more people, especially younger people, are trying to do things. You know, ride bicycles, walk, and do things, but it's 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 
hard to do when people don't take driving as a full-time job, you know. No, I, I, I'm shocked that, that we don't have more accidents on a day-to-day basis as it is, Joe, because I drive with people. I see how they just, they're not paying attention. They accelerate to a stop sign. They tailgate. Tailgating, you and I have talked about this forever. It, it seems like some days it's just it's worse than others, but people insist if you're in, I mean, let's face it, if you're in a 35-mile-an-hour zone, Joe, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to do 35 miles an hour. The average person isn't. But I will not go more than 45. And the same thing applies to a 50 or 55. I'll do the 5 to 7, but I won't do the 10. But there's always, not always, but enough times there's people that just, that just want to go faster. So as a result of that, you're, you're kind of being led down the road, if you will, by someone behind you because you're going too slow. So you're, you're, you're going at their, their pace. And, and that's not a good way to drive, I would assume, Joe. Well, you know, it's uh, it's uh, everybody is supposed to follow the rules and pay attention. Yeah, you know, it's gotten so bad that they, you know, for for construction zones, the state has put put uh, you know cameras now, and that everybody is going to be uh, subject to you know speeding tickets. Based on pictures of your plate, so, right? Uh, right. You know, that's how it is. Do you, Do you like that idea? I'm reading a lot about that. How people are finding tickets in their mailboxes uh, because of some robotic camera system somewhere in some city that said that uh, they went through a red light or they were traveling too fast. Is Is that artificial intelligence? Is that good for society, in your opinion, Joe? Well, you know, in New York, at least they're only giving you a fine. They're not giving you points on your license, but. Uh, in some states, they give you tickets, and you get it, even if you're not driving the car. You know, they give it to the license plate. Too bad for you. Um, mm-hmm. So that's not happening here. But again, you know, it's it's a way of enforcement. I guess if people aren't going to keep the construction workers and their self safety in mind, maybe they'll worry about pay, having to pay a fine. The article you gave me also says New York City's gotten worse, just like you mentioned, e-scooters, unicycles, I haven't seen that, and motorcycles, mopeds, rickshaws, I don't know what that is, and city bikes that you can rent, along with, with of course, and who could forget traditional bikes and scooters. Uh, but uh, the new bike lanes in New York City are too crowded with cars and dense population. Uh, so, I, I, you know, again, this, this and the, the recent uh, 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 60 Minutes are, uh, report about Artificial intelligence. I, I don't know how that plays into all of this, but there's a lot of things that, you know, does just seem to be, you know, scaring people. Uh, congested streets, the safety of our, of our banking institutions. I just had someone here talking about how people can can uh, can wash out a, a check just like in the old days. This apparently the crooks are doing that again, taking off your signature and your amount and and and, and doing it the old-fashioned way, Joe. Uh, it, it seems like every corner we, we, we turn, there's a, yet another apparent uh, imminent danger, Joe. Do you, do you get that sense, uh, or, or are we just overdoing watching way too much cable news? <laughs> I think it's too much cable news. It's always been the situation. <laughs> and, there, you know, I think it's, it's, it's amplified because everything, every little, every little thing is, is on the Internet or is on TV or whatever. And it, it's an instantaneous emergency or disaster everywhere, every time, in any place. And I think it encourages people to do crazy stuff from, you know, TikTok craziness to 
just people in general thinking that, you know, if somebody comes to your door, you need to shoot them. Yeah, uh, I don't get that. You, yeah. By the way, where, what county too many, was... Yeah, too go, many guns. Too many guns. Washington County, New York. Where is that? It happened in Kansas City. It's, uh, it's outside of Albany. Okay. All right. Uh, and the, between uh, Albany and Vermont. It's between Albany and Vermont. Both uh, horrible uh, situations. One, one death. Uh, and again, if someone's going to overreact like the 84-year-old man did in Kansas City by shooting through the door because he saw someone at his door. But why would... Joe, there's no rationale to this. But why in the world would someone shoot at someone in their car that was just, I'm assuming, you know, in the wrong driveway? Why? I don't... Are we at that... Uh, no, I, well, is that any different than shooting at somebody through your door? You know, I, door I, like I said, both are bad, but one is more explainable, at least. I mean, there's no threat of no, someone sitting in no. their car. I, I'm not sure there's... I, you know, I think of, you know, some people's mind, a, threat, a, car, a car full of two or three people is more of a threat than a... That's a good point. Yeah, I, I, that's that's a good point. Ringing the doorbell. I'm not sure what his threat was, other than he was he was black, and you know that that is a that is a very sad thing. And you know, mm. I, I feel, you know the guy who did it. Unfortunately, you have to live live. Both of them have to live with the consequences. And you know, you can make up an excuse, but there's really no excuse for. Well, the excuse is that there's everything everybody is told that they need to have a gun if they're afraid they can shoot somebody, which is not. That's not the law. And if we're going to allow that, it's not going to be a very safe place. Well, I mean, I also think a lot of people are on edge. I mean, that we had two incidents of the same type all within the same day in two different spots in the country. And it wouldn't surprise me if we see it again. But that's, you know, but while we, you know, while we see crazy stories like that, we also see riots in the streets of Chicago. And uh, for some reason or other, the, the press doesn't seem to make a big deal about that. So there's a lot of there's a lot of things that seem to c- contradict themselves these days, Joe. Uh, and I know it shouldn't be about politics, but ultimately it comes down to one side of the political coin or cultural coin uh, than the other. And I got to ask you because it's been obviously the biggest story in the last 48 hours: 700 plus million dollars against uh, Fox News Corp. Uh, Rupert Murdoch. Uh, I knew that uh, Fox was going to take a hit here, Joe, but is that an enormous amount of money or is that not enough, in your opinion? Well, I mean, in my opinion, if you're going to make up out of whole cloth bogus news stories, (laughs) um, it's not enough, but it's certainly, given the state of the law, it's a a lot. So, you know, it's a... I mean, it's not pocket change. It's I remember not pocket change. I remember years ago, back in the '90s, I guess maybe even in the '80s, Joe. You might remember when Pennzoil sued, I believe Texaco, uh, for like thirty. I don't know what it was. It was like it, it, it might have been three. I, I can't remember, but it wasn't seven hundred million dollars. And I just remembered at the time uh, it had something to do with some antitrust law. Uh, Pennzoil was was screwed out of something over the course of time, and uh, and the settlement was huge. But man, we've come a long ways. S- uh, nearly a billion dollars. How does a company absorb? Are, are we that big? Uh, where a company like Murdoch's can can absorb that, Joe? Or, or is oh, that? Oh, sure, absolutely. It's not big enough. I don't think it even hurts them to a degree that it even matters. They're just going to go on and continue to say nothing happened. Well, so they're going to say that it was a business decision to settle, and then they're just going to move on. And you know, it's, that's what's going to happen. That's what these companies do. You know, they, they're going to if they had it to do over again, considering all the money they made from the advertisements and the publicity, mm-hmm. they would probably do the same thing. Hmm. And so I would, I would bet on it. I would bet on it. 
Well, it, I mean, the same could be said for like Anheuser-Busch owned out of Belgium these days. So they didn't have to pay up over a billion dollars or nearly a billion dollars in fines on the settlement. But they lost six billion dollars in market value because of a bad, you know, Ford Etzel style, you know, campaign for their Bud Light. So, but yet that company can absorb that over the next year or two and, and still maintain uh, stability. Uh, that, to me, is amazing. And, and that just goes to show how big these companies are. Yeah, well, billions are like millions now, Glenn, so it doesn't even matter. No, I guess not. At the end of the day, it's all on paper. And like Thurston Howell III would say in Gilligan's Island, uh, actually, no, it was his wife, uh, it's only money. And, of course, Thurston and, and uh, Jim Bax would say, lovey, don't say that. And it's true, because that is a lot of money. But you're right. Uh, to them, it's, it's not that. It's just a drop in the bucket. Joe, awesome. Always, uh, each and every Wednesday, we do this on the Live at Five show here on AM 1240. Uh, when people need to get in contact with you or anyone, one of your associates, Joe, how can one do that? Sure. StanleyLawOffices.com is our website. My email is joe at StanleyLawOffices.com and the phone number is 1-800-608-3333. Great. Joe, thank you very much. Have a great week and weekend. We'll talk to you next Wednesday. Thanks, Glenn. Great. Thank you very much. That's Attorney Joe Stanley here on the Live at Five show, and we got somebody on the uh, phone. Hi, you're in the air. Yeah, Glenn, I just wanted to let you know they have started the uh, radar cameras uh, in New York State and here. Okay. I was on the uh, on the uh, digital signs. They are warning everybody. Now, I was coming down 81 uh, last week, and it looks like they had, like, these little tripods set up around the uh, construction areas. Right. So the only thing we can figure out is those are the radar cameras, hmm. and they will, uh, if you're speeding through there, you will get a ticket in the mail. But it is in Watertown area now. Interesting. And you won't, like Joe said, you won't get points, though, no? I don't know about New York State. Well, well that, that's what I he... I don't know. Well, that, that, I mean, it's bad well, enough getting a fine in the... the um, they used to do it at the throughway. Remember right. when the people would drive... Oh, yeah. Yeah, sure. You see your picture? you get a ticket in the mail. Right. Or um, you ever heard of the ticket coming to somebody out of New York City and they've never been there? Right. I Yeah. I, I got something that, similar to that with a company car not that long ago. Uh, that, that happens. You know, uh, somebody with the same name or uh, license plate that is uh, close. Right. You know? Right, right. Another thing I want to tell you, I was a Tier 1. Oh, you were? Okay. Yes. Uh, I worked for the New York State DOT Bridge. Hmm. And um, back in the uh, 60s, 70s, and 80s, of course, we didn't make uh, a lot of money. Mm-hmm. We had good benefits, but we didn't make much money. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll tell you, just when I first started, the first year I worked, now you're talking bridge construction, mm-hmm. climbing, sandblasting, painting, jackhammering, replacing decks, back walls, wing walls. The first yearly wage that I got out of there was $3,200. Wow. What year? I started in uh, 67. Your your first year. your gross income for the nineteen sixty seven was thirty two hundred bucks. Thirty two hundred bucks. Oh my god! How? That's working heavy. I mean, heavy duty construction. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, pouring concrete, everything. Right. The whole business. Right. Now, I retired from there. Luckily, I had things I could do. Mm-hmm. You know, I started my own things. Mm-hmm. But when I retired, I retired at. $15,000. And and can I ask when you retired? 1985. Oh, my God. That's incredible. So I, I didn't get a 
I never got a bump. Mm-hmm. All the state employees that retired, we never got a bump for 20 years. Isn't that something? And so, wh- but yeah. luckily, yeah. I had stuff on the side that right. I could make uh, right. ends meet. And right. I still have the benefits today, which I am very glad that I've got the benefits. So it, we never... Yeah. Uh, Go ahead. No, you bought a house back in the day that you still live in now that's worth a lot more money? Well, yeah. Uh, you know, when you when you fix them up three times or four times and you got colleges and you got oh, yeah. divorces and you got yeah, all yeah, that, yeah. it's it's worth more money, but, you know, you get eaten up by the things oh, without that question. you've done. Right, but it is it does pay back. And, yes, not all of it, but it's a lot better than renting. Which is one thing that Jerry oh, and yeah. I, yeah, but, uh, that's why I encourage yeah, people it, that it, can to buy. Yeah, because uh, at least you got some equity there you're building. Yeah, and you don't have to deal with a landlord. You, know, you can do your own home. thing and sell it 30 years down the line or quick or whatever and get that money back. It's almost like living for free. It doesn't work out that way. I get it. But it's a hell of a lot better than renting a place, that's for sure. Yeah, all right. Oh, well, thank Thanks, you, my man. friend. Thanks for that. Thank you. And also, by the way, the big story of the day, our top story of the day, uh, This, you know, and I'm sure Jeff was talking about this. Watertown Police Department uh, Uniform Patrol Division notified there was a suicidal male. Does anyone know what's going on over there at Emerson Street? Apparently, he uh, he took a hostage, a young person, maybe his own child. I don't know. So just give me a shout. I really I've been busy this afternoon, but I did hear about it near High Street. Hi, you're in the air, Glenn. Uh, I've noticed around the area some flags, some U.S. flags are at half staff. Yeah, and some aren't. I was wondering what was going on, and why some are as half staff. And I, you know, I have to uh, share with you. I, I'm I'm displeased with the the um, attitude towards the U.S. flag, the hmm. U. the you know our the symbol of our nation. Sure. Uh, the people put the flags at half staff, and but nobody else knows why. Hmm. And you know, one side of the street will have the flags up, and the other side of the street, the flags are half staff, hmm. and ha- nobody has a clue what's going on. Why are they up? Why are they down? You know, I, sometimes I think if I was president of the United States, I'd order all the flags to be at half staff all the time because we're always grieving hmm. deaths, people killing each other and stabbing each other right. and strangling each other and. Uh, kids killing kids with guns, and adults killing adults, and adults killing kids, and uh, it, it's you know we're we're always in a state of mourning. Mm-hmm. Uh, troops being uh, killed overseas, and mm-hmm. there's always something to be uh, in mourning about and, and ashamed about. Mm-hmm. And I think the flag should fly at half staff all the time because. There's bad stuff going on all the time. Well, I, yeah, no, I understand. Uh, yeah, uh, well, someone just uh, responded. The flag is down for state police investigator who died from 9/11 effects. Half mass. So that's the answer I just got from someone. If that helps you. Yeah, but you see, no, nobody else knows that. No, I, I didn't know that until that text, and you know. So. Yeah, you, you you walk in. Maybe a bank has their flag at half staff, and you walk in and right. you say, "Why is your flag at half staff?" No, nobody in the bank knows. Well, that or and the rope didn't reach up to the, the top. Street, <laughs> the bank across the street will have their their flag uh, flying at uh, you know a two block to, on the on the, on the right, flag. right, right. Well, it, you raise a very no, good point. No continuity. Right. There's no continuity. No. Well, uh, you know, no, most people. Rules and, 
It's it, the symbol of our nation. They should either be up or down. And here's another thing. If you want to go even further than that, um, most people leave a flag out with no light on it or leave it in the rain. So there's a lot of uh, bad etiquette deals. Very disrespectful. Very, yeah. very, very disrespectful. Very much so. Anyway, uh, keep up. The I appreciate it, my friend. Thank you. Thank you for bringing that up. And I think I gave him an answer. But uh, there you have it. Hi, you're in the air. Hey, Glenn. How's it going? Good. What's happening? It's rich. Yeah, I just let, let you know. I just heard there. I'm down here uh Rome, but I heard on the news that uh, the guy killed himself on the, their, uh, the suicidal guy. You sure? You, is that positive? I mean, that's positive. He's all back of the house, sir. That was like five houses from the parking lot where I live at. Wait a minute. Is this Rich Gladel? Yeah. yeah. You down? I don't use I, another phone. Yeah. I'm talking to you on listening to you on mine and talking on another one. Rich is like uh, Donnie. He's got a new phone every a new girlfriend and a new phone every two weeks. Uh, but so, no, I don't say that. No, say no. That. Ah, sorry. So, <laughs> so wait, wait, so wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You're saying that this man is deceased, so that's 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 clear and vo- I mean, that's 100 percent, right? Yeah, it's on News Junkie right oh, now. Oh, never mind. It's it's, that means it's happened. Sorry. Yep. Well, that's a shame. How old was this gentleman? Anyone have any idea why? He, you know what was going on? Does anyone know? Richie, there. All right, we lost. Hi, you're in the air. Switch my phone. There we are. Yeah. Sorry about that. I know yeah. it's annoying. Yeah, it is. Very much so. Sorry. Go ahead. You know what I want to say? Yeah. You're breaking up. I am? You, you st- I can hear you oh, perfectly. Yeah. Okay, that's good. And Jerry Mathers as the beaver. The has brought up that. Yeah. It's, it's manner, not Mathers. It's manner. Oh, sorry. I thought it was Jerry Mathers as the beaver. <laughs> I thought that was pretty good. When was the last time? When was the last time you had your flag half staffed? We don't have where at this building. What are you kidding? We haven't had a flag here in over thirty years. Well, I know you didn't have a flag because you made a comment that the flag might have only been half staffed because they didn't have enough rope, and that's not how a flag works. Well, but I will be embarrassed to say that <laughs> I had to have a friend of mine. Right. I couldn't figure out how to like get my flag on my flagpole when I first like put a flag up in my house. Right. Uh, the pole was already there when I bought the property. So I couldn't figure out how to get it on there. And I, uh, you know, was, I was going to get there with a bucket truck or I thought a ladder and I thought you got to do this area. I didn't know it. Just a friend of mine, he's a regular listener to your uh, show. Yeah. He's one of those cap- very capable people. Right. And Unlike me, you and me. He, <laughs> Sorry. Uh, he came over and just lifted it off and lifted right off. So... I, you know, I've had a flag on it ever since. I went a couple of years where I couldn't figure out what to do. Wait, is, it, is it that difficult? And I'm, and I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm kind of an engineering Yeah, you guy. are. You are. You are. You're a total fraud. It didn't hit me. Wait a minute. What, what is, what's so difficult? No, I, you can't hear me? No, I can hear you now. All right. Well, what's going on with the phone? I don't get, what do you, have Duff's phone all of a sudden? Well, anyway. I tell you, no, you know who I can't hear any of the time on your phone? It just seems to be... Danny Francis. <laughs> no, Danny Francis is the worst. For some reason, we could barely hear Danny Francis. Yeah, it's, it's very consistent, but it's very low volume. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I told the engineer about speaking. that. Yeah. And you know the conversation you and I have had before, how someone's kind of talking and they fade away because they're doing something else. Right. I, I, exactly. Like my sister. Yeah. Like, and Duff now, doesn't have you know who the, you know who the You know who the worst person? He didn't do it to you today, but he does it often. Is what? Joe Stanley. What's he do? You know he's eating dinner when he's talking <laughs> to you sometimes. I've heard like knives and forks sit together like you like at a at a table or something, and I've heard him like been chewing, and then he, uh, you know, right, he right, comes right. off. Right. 
he's talking as he's on the phone with you. There which, you go. Which is the worst of the worst. All right, there you go. I got to go. I got to do a break. I got to go. Bye-bye now, don't you know. All right, that's uh, Lefty, and we got to do a break. You're listening to the Live at Five show. We'll be back. There's a lot of things that need changing. One of them could be your roof. If it's an future performance. one 800 so, uh, there you go. There we are. I tell you, I don't know why I'm a glutton for punishment. I go on Twitter. And j- let me just give you some examples. I, I follow Keith Oberman just because I, I just, you know, I'm a-, I'm a masochist. So I won't play you what he says, but uh, he-, he gets close up to the mi- to the camera like Rosie O'Donnell did last week so we could see all of her cold saws and everything. And, and she looks like Mike Francesa, only uglier. But anyway, Keith Oberman, and I say that because she's just such a moron. She, I used to like her, just like Whoopi Goldberg. They used to actually be fun, you know, lightweight, you know, fun. Yeah, they're a little sarcastic. I could deal with that. But now, like, like Keith Oberman here, Fox gets away with it. No apology, no retraction, no admission. Penalty, uh, six months profit. He's, he's equating it to six months profit. American democracy sells for just $787 million. Still not enough. What, what was her face today? I had to put it on The View. And, and by the way, I don't want anyone to think that I'm, I'm you know, running home. And I, I, I have it on my phone, and I put it on Channel 50. It's essentially the only program I watch on Channel 50, the only one worth watching. And I'm watching it, and uh, um, it's, it's, what was it? It's Joy Behar. And, and Murdoch should go much further. It wasn't enough. She's a fire Ingram, fire uh, uh, Sean Hannity, fire T- Tucker Carlson. Of course, Whoopi, as, as crazy as she is, she was sensible. She says, well, Rupert's not going to do that. And Whoopi's got to watch out, too. How many millions of dollars has she cost ABC and Disney over the years? So anyway, that's the latest comment. Uh, he also says, this is Keith Oldman, Senate Democrats use Feinstein, Feinstein's illness as an excuse for not subpoenaing giving a subpoena, rather, to Clarence Thomas. All right, I don't know what that's going. But anyway, uh, yeah, and I might have mentioned this last week. I was, uh, I couldn't sleep one night, and I got up, and I, for whichever reason, I chose to go through my Twitter feed. And I, I, I just wanted to jump off a bridge or something. It was, it's so discouraging. It really, truly is. So needless to say, and there's another guy that I'm following now on Facebook. His name is Dave Pakman. Or Parkman, he's, he's originally from South America, but he's obviously of European descent. And he, when you look at him, he looks like General and later on President Charles de Gaulle of France. I, he's a spitting image of Charles de Gaulle. In fact, every now and then I'll post that on his Facebook. And he's just one of these elitists that just, he just lo- t- today uh, or yesterday, when was the settlement, the settlement for, with Fox? Was that today? This is a big, big holiday for the left, and they'll use this for a long time, just like January 6th. Uh, scores of other things, and Clarence Thomas is the new target. So I, I don't know what to say anymore. It's, it's just gotten to the point where, I, you know, say what you want about DeSantis, say what you want about Donald Trump. It's not in the cards. And don't be surprised that, one, Joe Biden, of course, runs and, and wins wholeheartedly. Because we know just from his three, four-day trip to Ireland last week, he's not running the ship. He's not running things. He's eating ice cream and counting the money that he and his brother and his crackhead son have, have, uh, have, have uh, generated in the last 10 years or so. That's all there is to it. It's Susan Rice and others running our nation. Higher in the air. Glenn, how you doing? It's the Duff Man. What's happening? I just... No, I wanted to test my phone now. <laughs> you were walking past someone's radio, and you heard your, you heard your name come up. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't often call, but whatever. <laughs> right. Of course not. <laughs> right. I walk away from the phone, I'm usually doing something. Right, exactly. No, I am, you know, I'll, I'll be the first to admit that I am a multitask. You are, and it's obvious. And, and not for nothing, but I compare you to my sister, who, when it's all about, and again, I'm not saying you in the same context, but my sister has a 90% more uh, things to talk about than I do. And I'm a talk show host, and I don't get a word in edgewise. But then she'll stop after 25 minutes of straight me, 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 and that's not you, Duffman, but she'll do that because she's from Jersey, she's a Curry, McNulty blood, from Brooklyn originally, and that's just the way people are down there. But the moment she turns over to me and asks me, oh, by the way, how are you doing? And then all of a sudden I'll hear, I said, what are you doing? Are you at the sink again? And she'll go, what? Like all like offensive. Like, what do you mean? What am I doing? What are you doing? And some people like my sister will say, well, I'm getting things done and listening to you at the same time. You know, Duff man, when you're distracted or even turning on the faucet, you're not engaged in the conversation as much as, as you would be without doing that. Do you agree with that? Well, sure. I learned that from Jeff Graham. <laughs> Oh, I don't know what's worse. We had a call, a call in last week. So I couldn't listen to Jeff. He was talking to Bobby Ferris for like three hours in a one-hour show, and he interrupted Bobby at least ten times. It was it was rough. I don't know if you heard that. Yeah, it was pretty I tough. Did. No, I missed that one. But, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I, I I have to admit I am guilty. I watch right. this when I'm talking. I'll do all kinds. That's I'll right. Or walking the dog, doing something, me oh, pounding yeah. on the desk. That's a hey, distraction. I used to walk the dog a lot when I called. Uh, right, right, right. Yeah, you used to all the time. Well, listen, I gotta go. Only at the end of the uh, the end of the show. But thanks I for the call, Duff, man. We've got to get going here. So this was a uh, a Wednesday Hump Day edition of the Live at Five show. No one in tomorrow, and uh, no one in on Friday. So uh, it will be uh, another day of uh, the Live at Five show with yours truly. Until then, AM twelve forty WE ten. What it makes us legal. Up next, CBS News. This is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Indeed.com. I'm Monica Ricks in New York. A controversial case that could roll back FDA approval of a popular abortion pill has been delayed by the Supreme Court till Friday. Legal analyst Jessica Levinson. I think what it strongly 